Look with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 4. Today's text will be verses 1 through 11. This is the account here where even our Lord Jesus Christ was tempted. Verse 1 reads, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to a holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, all these I give to you. If you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. John Bunyan wrote a book called Pilgrim's Progress. In one scene, he portrays interpreter, brings Christian to a wall that is on fire, a gate. A man is trying to douse out the fire with water. Then interpreter shows Christian the other side of the wall where there is another man secretly pouring oil on the fire to keep it ablaze. Interpreter says, you saw the man standing behind the wall to maintain the fire, teaching you that it is hard for the tempted to see how the work of grace is maintained in the soul. Satan tries to quench faith, but Christ keeps it alive. This is a short recap of the scene in John Bunyan's Pilgrim Progress, one that shows us that temptation can often blind the eyes, and when the eyes are covered, the one hinders struggles to see the grace of God. Where this is often the case with man, Matthew chapter 4 gives us a solid account of Jesus and how he responded to the hooks of temptation. Now, did our God need to be tempted? Well, I believe if Jesus desired to bypass temptation, he would have. But scripture tells us that Jesus came for a purpose. Luke chapter 19 reads, For the Son of God, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Not only did our Lord choose to come and save lost souls, he chose to do it in a fashion only understood by God himself. Jesus chose to be fully God 
and fully man. The author of Hebrews defined this action in this way. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And this is what we have here. Jesus Christ being completely and totally God, but being tempted in every way. Before we go any further, let us get our theology straight. And Jesus was always in the will of the Father. And Jesus will always and has always been submissive to both God the Father and the Holy Spirit. What I mean by this, look at me, look at me, if you will, at verse one. Scripture states Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I believe we can learn three things from verse one. First, Jesus was led immediately after his baptism. The word then is the same word used in all three gospels. And in the Greek, that word is totai. It is the word that stresses the immediacy of this event. Dr. Top, Dr. Thomas Constable states it this way. The same spirit who brought Jesus into the world found in Matthew chapter one and demonstrates God's approval. When we look in Matthew chapter three, now leads him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Secondly, this event was a solitary event. Verse one shows us that Jesus was apart from his disciples. I believe this was a grooming that God wanted to build up in Christ and by himself. And this would be something that he would pour into his disciples and look now, we benefit from Christ's suffering. And do you know that there are times when God wants to do a work in you. And to do it, he will at times draw you by yourself. Now, I know we all need somebody. We need somebody to come along with us on this journey. But let us not neglect the times when God gets us alone. It might be during those times when the Lord himself builds you up the most. Thirdly, Jesus was led by the Spirit to be tempted. And that is, Jesus was tempted to learn obedience. It is in these moments where our Lord learned to have dominion over his body, over his mind, and, and over his spirit. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 tells us, Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And he was tempted to secure our righteousness. Second Corinthians tells us, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Oh, preach, Pastor Meshaw. And lastly, he suffered the temptations of infirmities of this human life so that he can sympathize with us.
For we don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then hold with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy, find grace in a time of need. Look with me, if you will, to verses two through four. It is here where we read about the first temptations of Christ. At this point, Jesus has now been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And on top of that, we read that he was not only in the wilderness, but he is fasted. And according to verse 2, he was, he was hungry. Like any human body, for 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, the body starts to break down. Jesus had needs like any human. He needed nourishment. So we can see that Satan's first temptation couldn't have been more enticing. The tempter said, if, if, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What he was saying was, use your power to fulfill both your needs and the world's needs. By stating that, if you are the son of God, the tempter is saying, hmm, if you are the son of God, I do what you need to do. Act as you may. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Feel the hunger that's within you. And ultimately, act outside of the will of your father. And isn't this the temptation that we face ourselves today? the temptation of human praise. And if we look, Satan, knowing Jesus to be God, he knew what his heart was and he came to help the sick and the outcast. The tempter was trying to say to Jesus, hey, abort your true mission and become a hero to the world. Feed the world. We are the world. We are the children, right? We've heard that before. Turn the stone into bread. Now look at our Lord's response in verse 4. Jesus stated, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, even God could not live without God. John 6, 63 tells us, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Now, we need to notice that Jesus was not just speaking out of emotion. No, beloved, Jesus used the word of God. Jesus stated Deuteronomy 8.3, not using his divine power as God, but his spiritual resources that's available to all men, the word of God. Let us learn from this today. Temptation can only be resisted by one thing, the word of God. It can't be resisted by the power of positive thinking. 
There is no goal setting or self-help tactics that's going to work. No, beloved, the believer must study, must learn the word of God. These words need to be inscribed upon your heart. Look with me, if you will, to Jesus' second temptation. We have verses five through seven. We read that Jesus was tempted to provoke the spectacular like a magician. Hmm, let the people see angels perform an act that defies the law of God. This is the attempt to provoke Jesus to misuse his power. Tempting Jesus to jump, he was tempting Jesus to misuse his will with God. See, we need to remember that Jesus came to seek and save those who were lost, not to entertain. As a result, Jesus replied in verse 7, As it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. This is the same thing that Moses de declared to, to the grumbling Israelites. We find this in Exodus chapter 17. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? Now we have Christ's third temptation. The temptation to provide to prove his deity by compromise. Verses eight and nine, we read, again, the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. In actuality, Jesus is being tempted to secure the world without the cross. And by these words, of bowing down and worshiping Satan. Satan is asking Jesus to compromise his loyalty with God. I think we can definitely see ourselves in this passage. How often do we watch men plot and scheme in order to gain the world? Plot and scheme to gain money. Scheming to gain power or even scheming to gain prestige. This is a this was the same offer that was made to Christ is the same offer the world makes to us. Jesus was offered the world and its riches. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 tells us, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what should a man give in return for his soul? Romans 12, 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Can I encourage you this morning? We need to be reminded that Satan is a defeated enemy. Jesus resisted Satan with the only way he could, by the word of God. Colossians tells us that 
he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Oh, beloved, we need to know that we always have a way of escape. No temptation has overtaken you that is not coming to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will always provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God knows and he always delivers us. Let us remember we have escaped like a bird from the snares of the fowlers. The snare is broken. We have escaped. And the words of Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Beloved, these words are from the Lord. These words are for you, beloved. Anyone that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I extend the right hand of fellowship with you. Seek the Lord while you have breath. For the day is coming when no man will be able to work. No man will be able to call on the Lord. Jesus is coming back. And each man has been given one life. And after this comes judgment. Where will you stand? Call out to the Lord. While you have breath. Bow with me as we pray. Oh, Lord, we need you now. Even now, Lord, speak to us. Save us, Lord, from ourselves. Deliver us, Lord. And if anyone does not know you, Lord, I pray that you will draw them to yourself. That they may know you, not just Jesus of Nazareth, not just Jesus, a teacher, not just Jesus, a good man, but Abba, Father. Personal relationship. For you came to save those who were lost. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and grant you his peace. When the sun rise to the sunset, 
May the Lord guide your steps. May it be the lamp to your feet and the light to your pathway. In Jesus' name, I pray.